0: Riley here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, June 21st, 2021. Stand up for your freedom and your country. But I'm kind of replacing country with freedom because our freedom is getting a little shaky now. and I'm going to explain that tonight. Also going to tell you uh, where I was uh, last week on vacation and uh, what happened there. Some interesting stuff. So we have a very good program for you. I think you'll learn a lot and I think you'll enjoy it. So let's uh, begin as we usually do with the president's schedule. Uh, Mr. Biden did not have a busy day. One thing, he had uh, a little uh, economic tête-à-tête at 1.45. I guess he still has jet lag from his European trip. But again, they don't load uh, the president up too much. Um, he usually has one or two things, and he only has one today. Now, uh, Last week, uh, when he went to Europe, I followed it. I wasn't watching cable. We didn't even have cable in Wyoming. I couldn't even get it. And you know, I kind of like that. Um, but I was following it on the internet. And of course, you know, you can't really get the truth. But I got a little flavor of what was happening over there. And then when I got home over the weekend, of course, I did my homework, which I do every night so I can bring you the most accurate information. So to me, All the criticism of President Biden when he was in Europe didn't amount to much. He didn't hurt the country over there. The uh, G7 leaders seemed to like him. Putin doesn't like anybody, but it didn't really matter because, and I'll explain why in a moment, but he sat there with Putin and okay, fine. So the people who were bringing Biden down and and criticizing him, to me, it was small ball. It didn't matter. He didn't screw up. He yelled at a CNN reporter. Good. (laughs) You know, I don't care. And it didn't affect you, which is most important to me. All right, his European trip had no bearing on your life whatsoever. But what he's doing back here does. So there is a new strategy in place, and it was on display in Europe. Both Biden and Putin showed it to us. All right. The new strategy is to deny everything, no matter what the evidence is. You say it didn't happen, it isn't happening, it's not bad, whatever it may be. Now, in Russia, Putin can do that all day long because the press does what it's told. All right? So it's a totalitarian country. Putin calls the shots. If you try to run against Putin, you get arrested or poisoned. Even if you date Putin, you're in trouble, you know, for you Russian ladies who may not know that. You don't want to be messing around with Putin. He is a killer. And I was the first one who pointed that out to President Trump in the first interview after his inauguration. You'll remember that. Putin is a killer. But if you say to him, hey, Vlad, maybe it's not good that you kill so many people. You go, I don't kill anybody. Where's the evidence? Well, there is no evidence because nobody investigates it. In Russia, OK? So Biden doing the same thing. He's not a killer, but no matter what the problem is, it's not a problem. Uh, somebody told me the other day, uh, and there was a problem that I was dealing with. they go, "No problem." I said, "Yeah, there's a problem. I don't want to hear no problem. There is a problem, and it's got to be solved, and we solved it. But no problem is a cliche and it's all over the place. So let me give you two soundbites, one from Putin, one from Biden, about the new strategy. And by the way, the reason that, that Biden can get away with this is because the press in America simply doesn't want to make him look bad. So in Russia, you can't criticize Putin or you'll get in trouble big time. But here, the press sympathizes with Biden, so they're not going to challenge him. Okay, let's go to Vlad first, Geneva, June 16th. Go.
1: So, yes, United States have concerns, but they are completely baseless. I mean, this uh, these concerns about the militarization are baseless. We are not doing anything new. We are simply restoring the infrastructure that has already been there.
0: <laughs> right. Now, don't worry about troops on the Ukrainian border. Don't worry about Crimea, where Russian troops actually went there and took over the country. Baseless. No, nah, didn't happen. Even though... It did happen, Putin says, it didn't happen. That's what he's gonna do all day long. Everybody understand? Okay, here's Joe Biden, June 4th, at a press conference, go. In fact, the US is the only major economy where projections of future growth are stronger today than they were before the pandemic hit in 2020. And in May, manufacturing activity was nearly as strong as it was in more than 15 years stronger than 15 years no, can't back that up there are no stats that say that I mean I should say that. there may be stats that he found from someplace but the supply uh, chain in this country as everybody knows is falling apart so maybe they're making stuff somewhere but they can't get it to us how many times have you gone out and you couldn't get what you want to get? I'm working on 15 or 20 times. I, I, I told you last week, I had a, a brand new barbecue thing. We couldn't get this part. I, I, I can't get it. I don't know. I don't know where it is. It's not that factory won't send it. I mean, it's by no, 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 no. The economy's rolling, booming. Boom, 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 boom. South border, Mexican border. Is there a problem down there, Joe? No, no problem. 200,000 migrants a month are now encountering U.S. border officials. 200,000 a month. That's not a problem. I put Kamala on it. She'll solve it. This is what's happening, all right? So it's no longer politicians are being held to account and have to explain. They don't have to explain. Putin never explains. Biden never explains. We didn't, it's not happening. It's baseless. And there's a press, "Eh, okay, believable. Okay, Um, and one of the reasons that the American people haven't risen up in protest of this unbelievable con is because of this, because people don't pay attention. They're too busy texting. I said on on my vacation in the mountains, it was hard to get signals, but everybody had this. Everybody. And when you talk to people these days, you'll hear the cliche in one ear, out the other. It doesn't even go in one ear anymore. It's, uh-huh, 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 what, what, uh-huh. Unless they're staring at it, they can't hear it. They can't process verbal cues any longer. So uh, these politicians can say whatever the deuce they want to say. And people don't even hear it. Okay, I don't want to overdo this, but it's absolutely happening. Nobody else is going to tell you about it. Now, the economy eventually can, and I believe will, sink the entire Biden administration, okay, because things are bad. Now, here are the stats in stone, which is why I always say pad and pen when you listen to the no-spin news. All items, all right, in the United States have increased in price on average, everything, since Biden was elected. Energy is up 30%. Energy costs up 30%. This is six months, okay? Um, Since January, Biden's election, motorists are paying 37% more to fill up their tank. That's a lot. That's money right out of your pocket, okay? Uh, A basket of agricultural goods a basket, because this is how they do their uh, calculations, up in price 40% year to year. Okay. So that's your celery. That's your carrots. That's, yeah. And I'm sure fruit is the same situation. So everything is up, 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 up. Wholesale prices up 7% of everything. Okay. And then we have the worst inflation numbers in 30 years and I'm going to explain that what that means in a moment this isn't boring this is don't go to your machine right now this is this goes right into your home right into your wallet all of this so even the Washington Post perhaps even more liberal than the New York Times it's close all right they're on the, econ- the uh, economy story okay put it on a full screen this is one uh, article uh, that came out on um, By Heather Long, yesterday, yesterday, quote, in late February 2020, that was Trump. The unemployment rate was 3.5 percent. Inflation was tame. Wages were rising and American companies were attempting to recover from a multi-year trade war. The pandemic disrupted everything. That is a true statement from The Washington Post. All right. Next full screen, please. Then there is inflation, which hit a 13 high in May and is widely viewed as the biggest risk that could sink or at least stall the economic recovery. Although the Fed predicts this will be a short-lived phenomenon, businesses and consumers are already changing some behaviors. Many companies are shrinking the size of how many paper towels are in a package or how much cat food is in a can and still charging the same amount. Home builders are refusing to guarantee prices for fear material costs will jump further. Investors are suddenly reviving interest in Treasury inflation-protected securities, unquote. So the Washington Post knows that things are heading south for the Biden administration, okay? And I believe that will sink it. So for all of you who are despairing now, politically despairing, hang on. I'm not wishing ill for the economy, by the way. You know, there's some people say, well, it's better the economy tanks, get rid of Biden and the progressives. That's not what I do. All right. I report what's actually happening. I'm not wishing for anything. I don't like the way Joe Biden is governing the country. I think he's incompetent, befuddled and perhaps mentally deficient. Can't I can't say one way or the other on that. So I throw perhaps in. it's what I believe he is. I don't think he's going to govern any better a year from now, okay? But we have a midterm election. It's coming up. We don't have a strong Republican Party, obviously. Maybe they'll get better, but who knows? Now, inflation. What exactly is inflation? What is it? Let's bring in Kristen Tate. She's a columnist for The Hill specializing in economics. Very smart lady. She comes to us from Houston. What is inflation? Explain it so even I can understand it, Kristen.
1: Well, inflation occurs when there's just too much cash out there chasing a very limited supply of goods. Think about it, Bill. If you have something of value like a dollar and then the government comes along and just creates trillions more of those out of thin air, what does that do? It, it devalues that thing. It devalues your dollar. Now, when Biden came into office, he immediately spent $1.9 trillion. He now wants to spend nearly $4 trillion more on a misleadingly named infrastructure package plus new social spending, and when I say spend, I mean he wants to just create money out of thin air using the Federal Reserve. You no, cannot let me just stop, foolishly let me stop you print. There.
0: So the Treasury Department sure. prints money at the behest of what they call the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve says we need to get this amount of money in circulation so that we can right. spend it, we being the federal government, on building highways or sending checks to people who got hosed during COVID, whatever it may be. So the Treasury Department is cranking these dollars out, all right? Real paper money, not theoretical dollars, real dollars. And then those dollars go to banks, right? They go to banks. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. I mean, it's a very simple concept. If the federal government just printed a ton of money and made everyone in the U.S. a millionaire, what do you think would happen? Consumer prices would skyrocket. Now, of course, that's a drastic example, but what's happening now is that on a much smaller scale. The government cannot just print and spend trillions of dollars every month without any consequences. Eventually, the whole house of cards collapses, okay. and we're already seeing real inflation happen. You went right, through those so consumer prices. prices. Prices at the beginning of your segment.
0: Right. As we just proved, prices are going up. But salaries aren't going up to match that. So while the government can spend as much as it wants, you, Kristen Tate, and me, Bill O'Reilly, we can't print money. We have to rely on the money that we earn or someone gives us. All right. So, I mean, every time I go to the gas station, I'm paying 40 percent more than I paid last year to fill up my tank and now it's going to even be more because they want to tax gas and all all that business so that means that people have less money correct they have less that's exactly
1: right and we might even see stagflation which is even worse than inflation because it means inflation occurs with no economic growth and i really want to underline an important point that you made earlier which is that inflation really hurts the working class and poor people the most, right? Because these are folks who still have to go to the grocery store and buy groceries. They still have to fill their cars up with gas. And all of these little costs really add up to people like that who are not seeing, uh, you know, their wages increase at all. But and also, in it. addition to the federal government, the government paying people to stay home is adding to this problem, Bill, because productivity in this country work, is right. way but down. But that's going to
0: end. See, exactly. that'll end soon um and then people will not work. if the
1: government not if the, not if the democrats have their way i but don't they're know they're not going to have their way democrats they're, are pushing for a ubi now they want this to be the new normal and they no, use the pandemic want, as an excuse
0: but they're not going to get it and, and they're not going to get the infrastructure uh two trillion on that they'll get half but that doesn't help everybody because the prices that are in play now are going to stay there or go higher all right at least for another two years they're going to stay where they are go higher so while The Republican Party may be able to tamp down the chaos. They're not going to be able to tamp down the gas prices or the food prices. They're going to remain. And therefore, people will start to suffer. When people start to suffer economically, when they look at their wallet and there's not the money there used to be in it, then they'll get mad and they'll vote out Biden. That's what's probably going to happen. It's not a lock, but it's probably going to happen. Now, I'm going to appoint you, Kristen Tate, the top economic visor to Joe Biden. Okay because he doesn't know anything about macroeconomics and he's taken his advice from far left economists. You're not a far left economist. What would you tell the president to do to stop the economic madness?
1: Well, the first thing we need to do is stop the government spending. We need to let the economy drive economic growth, not the federal government. So stop the spending and get Americans back to work. There's absolutely no reason that we need to be paying people to sit at home, especially when there are so many companies and and small businesses in particular who are trying to hire people. My stepmother owns some small restaurants up in the Boston area, and she can't get people to work in her restaurant, Bill, because her employees make more money sitting on the couch at home. So the first thing Biden needs to do is get Americans back to work by stopping these checks so that people, you know, create productivity in our economy. That'll be a big first step. And then stop spending on these big packages like infrastructure, uh, which is very misleadingly named. You know, this big infrastructure bill that the Democrats want to pass. Much of that has nothing to do with roads and bridges and and highways. Okay, but you and I know that Biden ran on...
0: He ran on giving people stuff. So if you stop giving people stuff, they're not going to like you. So it's a basic, the fight is among the folks. The folks are going to get angry because their self-worth is going down. Whereas on the other side, those folks are going to continue to demand money and stuff. They want it, guaranteed income, whatever it may be. And Biden will cave to them. That's what he will do. Last word.
1: Well, the Democrats, all of their solutions are absolutely terrible for this country. And they've realized the only way they can continue getting votes is by promising to give people free stuff. That is why you're seeing a big push for UBI on the left. But here's the thing. Smart people in this country will find ways out of the U.S. dollar if it continues losing value. That's why we have seen cryptocurrencies increase significantly in value over the last year. People will throw their money into real estate, into gold, into silver smart people will find a way out of the U.S. dollar, and it is the poor and the working class who are going to suffer the most for this fiscal uh, irresponsibility that we're seeing from the top down. It's going to destroy this country if it doesn't stop soon, and we may not be the world's reserve currency anymore if we have a real financial crisis in this country, which I fear that's coming.
0: All right, Kristen, we appreciate your point of view. Thanks for taking time to talk to us. All right, let's get on to uh, President Biden and the Catholic bishops. This story has been misreported. You have not been told the truth. Some of you may not care about this. So let me give you the, the, the reason you should care, even if you're not Catholic. All right. So Joe Biden, one of the pillars of his presentation is that he's a man of faith. He's a believer. And he believes in Catholicism, the theology of Catholicism. The cornerstone of that uh, philosophy or theology, whatever you want to call it, of Catholicism is that you have to treat another person as yourself. The other person is equal to you. So if you're a narcissist where everything's about you, you can't be a Catholic. You can't. It's impossible. There are two Competing philosophies and you've chosen to be a narcissist, you can't be a Catholic. You have to put other people at your level, okay? That's a cornerstone. The other cornerstone is a belief in God. You have to obviously believe in God, a supreme being, who created all life. That's where the abortion thing comes from, all life, all right? So those are the two things. If you don't believe that another person is equal to you, you can't be Catholic, can't be Christian. If you don't believe that God created all life, you can't be Catholic, you can't be Christian. You can't, all right? You have to be something else. Now, even priests and bishops and, and, and ministers and whatever, some of them don't believe that. They don't. And, but I'm, I'm saying it is not a complicated process to understand a theology, the underlying theology of Catholicism. So Biden says, oh, I'm a good Catholic. I go to church. Look at me. I'm a man of faith. I respect um, God. Uh, I'm a God-fearing American citizen. Okay. Then he goes out and promotes abortion, not accepts the law of the land. There's the difference. So if you're a politician and the Supreme Court says abortion is legal in the United States, You can oppose that, but you have to follow the law of the land. You can't just go out and say and and burn down an abortion clinic. Okay, do you understand? You have to follow the law of the land, even if that law goes against your religious belief system. You can still hold a religious belief, but you can't burn down the abortion clinic. Okay. See, if that or all Biden were doing, then it wouldn't be a problem. But he's not. He's making it far easier to abort a nine-month-old fetus. That is extremely serious. I wouldn't want to be Joe Biden if there is a judgment day. And I'm not judging him. I am not qualified to judge anyone. But I can tell you I wouldn't want to be him. So he is making it easier to execute... A nine-month-old fetus and he's demanding that you and me pay for it that's far beyond abortion that's a promotion of so then the Catholic Church is saying well uh, if if this is your extreme position and Nancy Pelosi is absolutely in the same category that all right You know, you can't come into church and and receive the Eucharist, the sacrament of communion, because you're publicly violating. You're actually mocking our belief system. That's what this is about. Okay, now, the Catholic bishops didn't condemn Joe Biden at their meeting last week. They said they're going to continue debate on this and try to figure out a statement. Regarding um, Americans and politicians both who are Catholic and who promote abortion. Andrew Cuomo in New York. Okay. And we're trying to figure out how to define that. Now, I understand. I can't confirm that the Archbishop of San Francisco actually talked to Nancy Pelosi and said, don't receive communion. I can't confirm that happened, but it's been reported by pretty good sources. The archbishop won't say anything and he shouldn't say anything. That kind of counsel is under the seal of confession. You don't talk about that. Okay, so in November, some statements going to come out from the bishops and the vote was overwhelming. One hundred and sixty eight in favor of continuing the debate, fifty five against. Now, the most elite unit of the Catholic Church, as far as clergy is concerned, are Jesuits. The Jesuits are on the side of promoting abortion. It's shocking. Now, I'm speaking generally, not all Jesuits, but many. It's shocking. The Pope doesn't want to get involved. He's Punch's pilot here, and I'm meaning that with no disrespect to Pope Francis. He, He didn't want this because he knows that the Catholic Church has huge problems with the scandals and other things that that have just hammered the church. The left, including left-wing politicians, 60 of them in the House, have signed a letter attacking the bishops for even debating it. I don't know if you're a Catholic, if that's a good thing. Again, it's Judgment Day, you know, someday. If it happens, I don't think I want to be signing that letter. Hard to come back from that. I mean, you can repent and you you can, you know, I made a mistake. All of that is built into the theology, right? You're never, ever done, no matter how heinous you are, if you finally confess and are truly sorry. But anyway, they're making an equivalency between capital punishment and abortion. This is outrageous. Abortion is killing the innocent. That's what it is. Capital punishment is holding people accountable for taking lives. Now, I don't believe in capital punishment. I always said I'd punish these murderers and other people that fall under that category worse. They'd wish they were dead, but I wouldn't kill them. Because my theology says all life comes from God. He takes it or she takes it or both. Okay. But now the attack is, no, no, no. Look, Bill Barr, he he believes in capital punishment. It's not close. This is what the left does. Okay, so that's where we are. This will die down. And here's what Biden said about it. Go.
1: The Catholic bishops are moving on this resolution that would prevent you and and others who have supported abortion from receiving communion. Are you concerned about the rift in the Catholic Church? And how do you feel personally about that?
0: That's a private matter, and I don't think that's going to happen. Thank you. There you go. Okay, there was a Western Conservative Summit all right, in Denver, Colorado, and they had a vote on who you would approve for President 2024. You could vote for more than one. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida comes out with 74 percent, Donald Trump 71, Ted Cruz 43, Mike Pompeo 39, Tim Scott 36. They are the main contenders there. Um, So DeSantis, I told you uh, weeks ago, very, very serious candidate. And I know President Trump wants to run because he told me he does. And we'll have more on President Trump coming up. Crime time. Portland, Oregon is destroyed. And what a shame. You know, I enjoyed my time there. I anchored the news at KATU TV Channel 2 in Portland. And and it's a beautiful town or it was. And I you know, it's always been left, now it's insane left and it's destroyed. Whole town's destroyed. All right? And and okay. You know, progressive leadership, you got it. So now 50 members of the elite Portland Police Bureau's rapid response team have resigned. They don't want to do it because one of their members, Officer Cody Budworth, was indicted of fourth-degree assault for uh, pushing a rioter. So once the Officer Bulworth was indicted, the other fifty said all of them that we're not going to do this anymore, not protecting people of Portland anymore. And this is Progressive Mayor Ted Wheeler, Progressive Oregon Governor Kate Brown. That's it. Thank you. Thanks for destroying the city of Portland. Um, Cy Vance and Darcel Clark. Know those people? There's Vance. He's the Manhattan DA. All right? Darcel Clark is the Bronx DA. They have dropped almost all charges against the looters in the aftermath of George Floyd. People who burned down buildings, stole things, attacked police, hurt bystanders, charges dropped. There you go. These are progressives. This is what progressives do. Drug stats. okay? and this is Biden. This is Biden. Fentanyl seizures up 300 percent. Now, those are the seizures. You can imagine what's getting in. The DEA estimates that maybe 20 percent of illegal narcotics are seized. The rest get in. Up 300 percent seizures last month. From year to year. All right. Heroin's on track to be eight thousand pounds of heroin on track to be seized record. Not even close. Okay, that's heroin. All right. Cocaine, 13 percent increase in seizures so far this year. Methamphetamine, 47 percent increase. So you're going to see massive crime because drug addicts have to commit crimes to get money to buy the drugs. Everyone knows that. Child abuse, 75% of it, drug addicts, all right? Substance abusers, beating the hell out of the kids, all right? Boom, right through the roof. Why? Because Biden opened the border. Thank you, President Biden. Just for that, I don't respect him at all. And you present those stats to him, and he'll go, it's not happening. not happening. Okay. Okay. Um, Evanston, Illinois. This place is Loon City, Evanston, Illinois. They're the ones that want to give reparations. All right. Um, And they're going to give reparations to people who live in that town. This is just north of Chicago. Private donations are funding it and they're going to do it. And the black residents say it's not enough. We want more. Okay. Now, they have canceled the Fourth of July parade. Another private thing. Won't give the people a permit, but they will give the people a permit for the Pride parade and other parades, but not for Fourth of July, Evanston, Illinois. Now, they're under fire, and they say, "Oh, well, the Fourth of July didn't—they didn't apply for the permit soon enough." Okay, there you go. This day in history, June twenty-first, nineteen sixty-four. Terrible, terrible thing happened. All right. The Ku Klux Klan killed three civil rights workers in Mississippi 57 years ago. Here's the story. So a bunch of people went down to the South to try to help black people who were being persecuted and denied the right to vote. The three that you just saw, Michael Scherner, Adam Goodman and James Cheney. They were pulled over by a deputy, a corrupt deputy named Cecil Price. They were taken to jail. They were released from jail. They tried to drive away. The Klan commandeered them, stopped them, and murdered them. The state of Mississippi would not prosecute the case. The federal government came down and had to do it, okay? Eight men were acquitted by an all-white jury. However, there were some convictions. Uh, Deputy Price was convicted. He served six years. Nobody served more than six years, okay? Okay. Um, There were seven convicted, eight acquitted. Nobody served more than six years for murdering three men. And the brilliant movie Mississippi Burning is the best way to know about that happened 57 years ago today. We don't whitewash anything here. Okay, we tell you the truth. Okay, quick break, back with a good mail segment, and then a final thought on my vacation.
2: this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
0: All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, Dion Vandemer, Cape Town, South Africa. Hey, Bill, why do you say the Roman Catholic Church is indisputably the most charitable institution on earth? Because Catholic charities are documented to be in more places, helping more people than any other charitable institution on the planet. It's documented. That's why I say it. Linda, I am trying to understand why the Catholic Church is so generous to the poor but will not condemn abortion. They do condemn abortion. Pope Francis condemns abortion. They're just afraid in this case with uh, President Biden. MC, but what's the best way to peacefully and effectively protest the use of tax dollars being used to fund abortion? Your senators and your uh, congresspeople, hold them accountable. Okay, we have the Hyde Amendment. It's there. They want to do away with it. It's absolutely unconstitutional, so it won't be done away with. But let them know how you feel. Al, what good will it do to hold Biden accountable Biden has never cared much about the church, only what the church could do for him. I would not make that judgment now. Again, I don't think Joe Biden is a good man, but I'm not going to judge him like that. Janet, will anyone follow the money after we send uh, $87 million, that's billion, not million, $87 billion, to Central America? No one will follow the money. No one. James Patterson, Jacksonville, Florida. I have to disagree with your feeling, O'Reilly. It's appropriate for President Biden to host George Floyd's family at the White House. Why not talk about the parents of the small children killed in Chicago? Uh, It appears the Floyd family was invited to the White House to push a political agenda. I don't care what the White House motive was. All right. I think compassion is important. And if I were president, I would have invited them. And whataboutism doesn't really uh, affect me. I don't do whataboutism. Max Hill, Churchville, Virginia, I'd like to know your thoughts on the FBI instigating the kidnapping of the governor of Michigan and the uh, riot on January 6th. I have seen no evidence to back up either of those assertions. None. That's my feeling. Michael Sullivan, Verve, Ohio. A thanks for the heads up on the Vocabulary Blaster book by Dr. Robert McLaren. You know, I use Dr. McLaren's book a lot for the word of the day. It's a great book. The book, again, is Vocabulary Blaster. You can get it on Amazon. Candace Sorrentino, Beachwood, New Jersey. Bill, I can't wait to see you and President Trump in Dallas. Can finally cross two bucket lifts things off at once. Okay, so... Well, let me remind you, Fort Lauderdale, December 11th. All right, there they are. Amway Center went on sale today, Orlando, Florida. We're blowing the doors off. Amway Center, it sailed. First day was today. Get those tickets in Lauderdale. That's Sunrises Lauderdale, and Orlando. Then we go to Texas, where uh, we'll be in a Toyota Center in Houston on the 18th of December, 19th of December in Dallas, as Candace just kindly mentioned. Uh, great. Christmas gifts. Come on. Got to think ahead, because if you don't, you're not going to be able to see us. These are going to sell out. Go so get them, get them, get them, get them. I, I can guarantee this show. Unforgettable? Yeah. Um, Chris Singh, Miami, I want to thank you for thinking of uh, BillOReilly.com premium members and creating the pre-sale. We're always thinking about you guys and your concierge members as well, of course. Regina Wolf, Twinsburg, Ohio. Just finished Killing the Mob, well done. Kept my attention until the last page. Mob Still Remains, the best-selling nonfiction book in the world. Great summer read, Killing the Mob. Now, i are supposed to have Miller on tonight. He extended his vacation. We'll have him on soon. Kimberly Guilfoyle, tomorrow. There's Miller, look at the hair on him. Uh, we'll have Miss Kimberly on tomorrow, I hope. She's booked. Um, and there's a statement by Donald Trump about the history tour posted on BillO'Reilly.com. So I hope you read that. Word of the day to not be fatuous. F A T U O U S. And there's not a diet in the world that can help you with being fatuous. Back with the final thought in a moment. OK, so I just got back from Wyoming on Saturday. I landed at LaGuardia and then right to the Long Island Coliseum to see the Islanders beat uh, Tampa. And Tampa is a good team. So I don't know how this is going to work out. But I mean, I'm like I'm in the morning looking at the Tetons and then I'm at night looking at the Islanders on Long Island. And this is what jet travel can do. So I had a fabulous time in uh Northwestern Wyoming. I've been there before, but I took uh the, one of the urchins and you know it, it's just a fantastic There was me in front of uh I believe that's uh Jenny Lake I believe that's Jenny Lake that's me looking macho right and uh we had bison I had a bison burger first time is good, so we had bison everywhere and um it was just. Great to get back. There's uh, Old Faithful and Yellowstone. Okay, we're there. I've been there before, and it goes zooming up. Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks abut. That means they're together. There I am, a little waterfall. Okay, get back to the land to set my soul free, as Joni Mitchell once wrote. Um, fabulous, fabulous place. But what I noticed there, uh, there's another. Uh, we'll run, the, run as many pictures as you can, and then I'll tell you. Here's what I noticed. There's two Americas. There's Wyoming. And then there's the progressive cities of San Francisco, Chicago, New York. And it's like you're on a different planet. All right? In Wyoming, nobody locks their doors. Everybody has a gun because there are bears all right, and wolves. And, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere, um, very rural. You've got to have a firearm. One of the lowest states for murders. Wow. Nobody's canceling anybody in Wyoming. You can say what you want. No cancel culture there. Nobody's burning statues. Okay. Nobody's doing any of this crazy stuff. And I mean nobody. And I'm talking to the Rangers, they go, there's no racial strife here. Everybody comes in, enjoys the parks. They don't have any problem with any any race stuff. Everybody enjoys the hat. So I wrote the column, okay? One country no longer. It's on BillO'Reilly.com. And I hope you read it. Because this is this is what we are experiencing. And it's all about the will of the people. The will of the people in Wyoming is to live free and not intrude and not be loons. The will of the people in San Francisco is to allow thugs and drug addicts to run wild. It's the will of the people. That's what it's about. And we have to convince more people to embrace American nobility and tradition. We have to do it. Now, I've devoted my life to doing it, but I need your help. I mean, get people on for concierge of premium membership on BillOReilly.com. Tell people about the first. Tell them about WABC Radio. I mean, we need this. We have to form a unit here and reunify America. All right, a great time. Thanks to all the nice folks in uh, Wyoming who were so gracious to me. And we will see you tomorrow.